this is the word of the week from HC3. Hello, I'm Nathan Beckett and this is Word of the Week. I'll be talking about sowing seeds. There aren't any slides to download this week, but I hope you enjoy the sermon. God bless. I was looking at this this morning, I was just going through my notes, and at the uh, top I wrote nervous today, and uh, Sarah said to me, how do you know you're nervous, you're not there yet? But, <laughs> as usual, I am always right, and I am nervous. And that off, I think. No, that is on. Nope, there you go. So I'm a bit nervous this morning. Uh, this is the first sermon going out on Apple and Spotify and all the rest of them. Uh, not that I have any of those things anyway, but um, it means anyone could hear it. Just as Sheila said last week, you can go looking for a sermon. Who knows might, who might stumble across this? Um, I, was, I was working for it last night. Sarah told me that um, my sermons are a bit short. I need to make them longer. That doesn't help me either. <laughs> and we have HC3 royalty in the house as well with David. So just to pile on the pressure. <laughs> So, what a morning. My sermon's mainly based around Matthew 25. Um, you can turn to it if you want. So, I won't do what Stephen did last week, which is get you to turn to it, then do the whole sermon before you get to it. My arm literally fell off holding my Bible so long. So, not that I'm moaning at all. Not the sort of person I am. So, um, I was thinking about this sermon. Sermons come around mighty quick these days at church, so uh, it's keeping me on my toes. And I was thinking, I'm not really sure, God, what to preach about next. What are you talking to me about? Uh, Matthew chapter 25, verse 31, the final judgment. Um, I didn't really look it up until this week, but this was what's been on my mind. It's what I've been thinking about. And it's the uh, story of the sheep and the goats. Um, and the Son of Man comes in his glory. And all the angels with him will sit upon his glorious stone. All the nations will be gathered and they'll be separated. Uh, sheep on one side, goats on the other. And he goes on to talk about how on one side... He'll say, um, for you guys, uh, the kingdom of heaven is yours because you guys fed me. Uh, you gave me drink when I was thirsty. When I was a stranger, you invited me in. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was sick, you cared for me. And when I was in prison, you visited me. And then they'll reply, but when God did we do this? And he'll say, anytime you did it for anyone, that's when you did it for me. And um, something I learned this week is it's actually a parable. Uh, growing up in church, it's amazing sometimes how you miss some things. I always just thought that that's what was going to happen one day. I thought it was just Jesus saying, one day this is what's going to happen. And my biggest worry was I'm quite big-headed and I'm not very good at remembering lines. And I was really worried I'd get it wrong on the day of glory when he comes and stuff. He'd say, these guys, you know, when you fed me, and I'd be like, yeah. And then it'd be everyone else be like, but when, oh, oh no, when, when did we go? When did, when, did, when did we do that? So, um, and it's quite long as well. And I was really worried that maybe one day when it comes, I'd forget the words and I'd sort of just mumble along with everyone else, sort of like... <laughs> but it's actually a parable. And it comes before two other parables. And uh, this is something I've been looking at this week. Because actually, when you put it in context, Jesus is basically teaching them about the kingdom of God. And he's sharing different stories, different parables, to try and explain what the kingdom of God is going to be like when it comes. So he starts off with the story of ten bridesmaids. Ten bridesmaids, five, get well prepared. Uh, if you don't know the story, it's, I say it's Matthew chapter 25, go home and read it. But basically you've got these ten bridesmaids, five get ready, five get prepared, five get everything they need, so when the time comes they're ready. Five, can't be bothered, it'll all be all right on the night sort of people. And then when the bridegroom comes, they rush off, but they're too late. Then we go to another story, and that's the story of three servants. And basically uh, the master gives the servants... Gives the first servant five bags of silver, second two, 
third one. And he says to, the, says to him, you know, take this, invest it. I will come back one day. So they go away and the first one invests it wisely, does really well, and he doubles. So he comes back, he's got 10 bags of silver to give back to his master. Second one does the same, doubles what he's got. And the third one goes and buries his one bag of silver in the ground because he's so worried. And the master comes back and says, you wicked and lazy servant, you think I'm a hard man, do you? Harvest crops I didn't plant and gather crops I didn't cultivate when you should at least have put money into the bank so it would have gained some interest. And it's interesting because what I feel like God's saying is actually the kingdom of heaven is really interesting because it's about being ready. Kingdom of God is coming. Are you ready? Are you using what God's already given you? Because God's already given us the bags of silver. Because there is a day that's coming. Third parable, there's a day that's coming, that Jesus is coming. And are we ready? Are you ready for that? Are you doing what you can? So this is what I've been thinking about. Thinking about what do we do? What's this all about? What, God, what is God trying to say to us? And my sermon title is Sowing Seeds. And it isn't a very long sermon, Sarah, I do apologise. Um, <laughs> but my title is Sowing Seeds. Because I think that's, the answer is actually in Matthew 8. And I'll get to that. I'll, get, oh, I'll start with that, actually. Matthew 8. There's a parable again there where he talks about a man sowing seeds. And he throws seeds all over the place. Some go into weedy areas, some go into rocks, some go into the good soil, some go on the path. And it talks about how seeds we sow that go into the good soil will reap 30, 50, 100 times what you sow. And I believe as Christians, sometimes we get, get concerned about final results, the end result. We get worried about how many people have we actually managed to get into church, how many people have we actually seen saved. But actually, I don't think that's what God calls us to do. God doesn't call us to get them saved. God calls us to sow the seeds. In Galatians, Paul writes that the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Also found out this week that the Catholics believe there's actually 12 fruits of the Spirit. That was a really interesting read. Again, have a little look at that. But he talks about fruits of the Spirit. This idea that when we're Christians, when we've got God's Spirit inside us, we grow fruit. And fruit is great for two things. Number one, it's healthy. It sustains us. Yeah, fruit's really, really good for us. But the second thing that's really great about fruit, it has seeds in it. And I believe the fruits of the Spirit are all these lovely things, and they should be what people see when they see us. They should see, like an apple tree that grows apples, a Christian should grow fruits of the Spirit, should show these things for two reasons. One, because it shows who we are, but number two, because it provides seeds. All those people around us, these are the things we should do. We should be sowing these seeds into people's lives. We should be going around planting seeds of goodness in people's lives. And sometimes we get caught up in how the seeds are growing and not in the sowing of the seeds. We worried that we haven't quite seen what we expected to see. You know, we've invested in someone's life or we gave them a Bible and we invited them to church and they came a couple of times and now they're not here anymore. And we feel like that it didn't go right. And then we spend lots of time looking at why didn't that go right? Why, what happened? And we get fearful about sowing seeds again. We hang back because last time it didn't go the way we expected it to. But if you know anything about gardening, if you know anything about planting seeds, Seeds grow in the weirdest of places. And plants can grow in the weirdest of places. Yeah. I have a friend who was a Christian for a long while. And then he sort of went away from God and he's done his own thing. And um, something's gone really well for him and some things haven't. And recently uh, he's made a big career change. 
And uh, we met up and chatted and stuff. And while chatting, um, he said to me, will you buy me a Bible? See, because seeds keep growing where you don't expect them to grow. When we talk, when Jesus tells a parable about sowing seeds and stuff, he says that some go in rocky areas, some grow in, and they won't grow because that's what the people understood back then. But the kingdom of God is different. Because when we sow kingdom seeds, we rely on God to make them grow. We rely on God to make sure they end up in the right places. Uh, I was brought up, my dad's a farmer, uh, so I know lots about growing seeds and stuff. And the other day we were out with my kids, uh, we were walking through what was a maize field that's all been cut. And in amongst all the maize, little potato plants and potatoes out of the ground, which my daughter found. Now you could say that someone went along and planted them. You could say that by chance, you could say someone's chucking potatoes around. Um, I do live in a weird area, so who knows? But the reality is that amongst all that maize, there were little potatoes and they still grew. And I believe as Christians, actually, some things we get confused about, I think all the answers are there in the Bible. Because I think actually when you become a Christian, that seed's growing in our life. And what happens, and what happens with lots of Christians, you'll see, is that it always starts really good. No one ever becomes a Christian in a really bad, like everything's really bad, oh, I became a Christian, like, you know, they become a Christian and it's really, really good. And that's like seeds growing, it's like that summertime where the fields are full of food. But there always is a next stage. There always is these four seasons. And as if you've been a Christian for a while, you know there's always four seasons to being a Christian. There is autumn, and there is winter, and then there's spring, and then there's summer again. And I think in our lives what God does is God plants some seeds and they grow and we become a Christian, but then we have to have autumn where things die off and we'll go through a bad patch. No Christian will ever tell you it's always being on a mountain. It's always up, down, up, down, up, down. We hear it every week. Whoever preaches, wherever you go in the world, it's always the same. We have good times, we have bad times. And I think in the bad times, what happens is the seeds come. The food dies. If you cut down a wheat field, you'll use some of the, some of the wheat to eat. But actually, there's always a lot left over. And what do we do with that? Spring comes and we plant it out again in our lives. And then it comes to summer and we have a bigger harvest and it goes on and it goes on and on. And there's this pattern, I think, of, of harvest and of, of a winter, of a bad time. And it's in those times. If you go out in the fields now, you'll see the farmers are drilling. Yeah? It's wet, it's miserable outside. You could say it was a little bit depressing, maybe. Whatever, however you want to word it, it's a down time. But the seeds are all going back in. And I wanted to say, one of the first things I want to say this morning is if you're in a bad time, that's really, really good because God is planting more seeds in your life for a bigger harvest to come. So however good God has been before, he is going to get better. It's going to be even better next harvest because it is coming because it works in this pattern. If you've got a child who used to come to church or a friend who used to come to church and it feels like all his seeds have died, let me assure you they are not dead. They are in the ground. You might not be able to see but there is a harvest coming where they are going to come back to God. My friend who asked for a Bible is a prime example. You'd maybe look at his field and say there's nothing in there. Yeah, if you go back two months ago to the maize field, you'd say this is a field of maize. But now they've cut down the maize, I can see all the little potato plants. And in just the same way, just because someone doesn't seem to be taking the seeds of God in, you don't seem to see there's a harvest coming deep down where you can't see the seeds of God are growing. The seeds that you've planted are growing. I love talking to the GIF leaders about all the things they've done all through the years and stuff. There are seeds out there today that are growing that they don't know about because God doesn't leave them. God doesn't let the seeds just die. So where are you? Are you in a harvest? Are you in a good time? Are you in a bad time? 
the reality of what God is saying to me today is it doesn't really matter. Last Sunday I came, I was on the rotor to teach the teenagers, none of them came. They've now got the rotor. I could take that really personally. Yeah, I could say the one week they didn't come was the one week they knew that they'd go out with me. That could be, yeah, you laugh now, look. My car broke down, the starter motor went this week. I missed an important training session I was going on. I missed a lot of hours at work, I had to get a hard car. I then found out I need four tires across two cars, which is lovely. You know, they're nice and cheap in November, aren't they? Just put new tires on cars. You could say it was a really, really bad autumn or a winter in my life. But God is still sowing seeds all around me. My stepson became a Christian this week after the light festival on Halloween. A day which is, yeah, I know, woo, yeah. A day of such darkness, of such misery, of people who spend all year telling me they're depressed and then celebrate being dark and being miserable and death. And yet, at a little light party in the Grange, my little stepson realises there's so much more to life. Yeah. This morning, it doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter if things are going right or going wrong. It doesn't matter if you've had a good week or a bad week because the kingdom of God is coming. It's coming for me. It's coming for you. We need to be ready. We need to invest everything God has given us, all the seeds in our lives, all the good things. We need to be invested in people's lives. Yeah. And we need to be ready for that judgment day. Yeah. We need to be looking out for those who are hungry, those who are thirsty, those who are naked, those who are lonely, those who are on the edge. And you might tell me that you're too old or you can't or you're too busy, but I promise you, everywhere you go, everything you do, you are sowing seeds. Every prayer, every morning, everyone you pray for, you are sowing seeds in their life. You are doing good stuff. I'm just going to finish and pray. Make my sermon that little bit longer. Heavenly Father, you know that's not true. Lord, there are so many good things in our lives. And Lord, there are so many things that we'd love to change. Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes, like you have mine this week, to see there is more going on. That there are seeds in people's life that we have sown. There are continual seeds that we are sowing day in, day out. Lord. Help us, Lord. I pray for those, Lord, who feel like it's winter in their lives. Lord, I pray that you would give them that little bit, that open glimpse, Lord, that there is life coming, Lord, that you are planting more seeds in their life. Lord, just like Joseph, who was up, down, up, down, up, down, Lord. Lord, all those times, if you read the Bible, you can see in this story that you're planting seeds, Lord. There's a harvest. Things get better, and then you bring him back down, Lord, because you have an even bigger job for him. Lord, help us to understand that. Lord, help us to understand how you work, to get to know you better. Lord, that we can understand that you want to sow more seeds using us. That the fruits that grow in us, Lord, aren't just for us, but they're for everyone around us. Bless us all. Bless this church, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening. This episode was recorded live at our weekly service on the 3rd of November, 2019. If you enjoyed this Word of the Week, be sure to check out other episodes by searching for HC3 Word of the Week in your podcast app. More will be uploaded next week. Alternatively, you can visit anchor.fm forward slash hc3church. If you'd like to join us in worshipping God, you can visit hc3church.co.uk for more details. If you have any feedback about this episode, you can tweet us at hc3church. God bless. Thank you.